podcast today we'll call it the dyb show because we're just talking about stuff not in super detail i have max on max say hi hello and i'll be the lead off hitter this evening or this morning or this afternoon depending on when you're listening to this but we're doing it at night um i'm going to talk about we'll throw in a little bit of philosophy here and see if you guys like that if not we'll never do it again but uh i was going to talk about the Plato's allegory of the cave. I do see some. Um, it, it's relevant to today, so that's kind of why I picked it out. Um, but I, I will get right into that because I don't want to bore you guys. So the allegory of the cave. Max says he's heard of this uh, and read it. I read, I think I read I've it heard of it. Yeah, yeah I heard. I have heard of it. I've probably had it explained to me. But I forgot all about it. And, you know, honestly, I may have read it and just forgot because I wasn't yeah, really I big really. into philosophy when I was younger. So, you know, it's hard to read when you're young. So it's still hard to read nowadays sometimes, depending on who it is. But yes. All right. Allegory of the Cave. Uh, Plato was talking to a guy and he kind of wanted to tell a quick story to kind of illustrate um, what he felt his in their society at the time, like what the education was like and the ignorance level of the general populace was like kind of frustrating him. So he kind of put together the story to kind of, it's a weird story, but to kind of make it make sense without sounding like an asshole, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But so here's how the, the story basically goes. He puts a scenario where you've got a dark cave and there's a handful of prisoners down there and they're in a weird situation where they're essentially chained with their backs against a wall and they cannot move their head. They have to look straight forward at all times. And this is the way they have existed since the beginning of time. I know it doesn't make sense, but that is the picture he is painting. Um, and the way, I guess we'll call him the whoever made this place. Um, set it up so that there's a wall behind them, but way in the back of the cave, there's a, a light, usually like by a fire of some sort. And he would have people walk back behind where they can't see, carrying uh, objects. And the, the fire would cast shadows of these objects on the wall. That's the only thing that the prisoners could see were the shadows. That's the only thing that existed to them because... They couldn't see anything else. They couldn't look around or anything. Uh, I assume they can talk to each other. Um, and then also sometimes the people carrying objects would uh, say things or make sounds. Um, but the way it's kind of laid out, it would echo off the front of the cave. So again, to the prisoners, it would seem like uh, the echo and the sounds were coming from the shadows. So basically the shadows were their reality. Um, and he paints this picture. Am I missing any parts? Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. The way uh, I think that I was, when I first read this, the way I was taught is it's uh, sort of like a projector. If anyone, I don't even know. 
if you're even old enough to remember what a projector is, dude. But in I remember <laughs> overhead projectors. I mean, so. of course you do. I'm saying people listening though. Some people are like, what is a projector? Like, no, no, I'm sure everyone knows. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, the over the overhead projector, particularly, they wheel it out on like that cart. Yeah, that's kind of how I was always taught. And yeah, I remember when I was reading this, it almost seemed like because there were maybe what three or three to five people in the cave that were, it almost seemed like it was a cave and they were born in the cave and right, they never yeah. saw light. I, I don't even know if it was prisoners so much. They were just, that's all they knew when they came out of the womb was this cave yeah. with <laughs> basically like a puppet show on the wall. Yep. All right. So now we're going to throw in the first twist of the story at some point, let's say, and he's like kind of painting these what if scenarios for his friend as he's explaining this. One of the prisoners is freed, and he's told to turn around and walk back towards the back of the cave where there's, like, some light coming from. That in, a, in itself probably would blow this guy's mind. <laughs> that all yeah, of this so that, existed. Can, can I, wait, can I yeah. say something for one second? Yeah, I remember when I was reading this, I always thought, like, did they not look back? It's almost they were like they were forced. Yeah, they could. Uh, when I was reading right, okay, it, it right. said that they were in a situation where they could not move their head. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny you have to throw in all these specifics just to make this story. It seems like he could have come up with something better. but <laughs> It just sounds weird when you, yeah. I don't know, if you're, if you're not reading it, and even when you're reading it, it's kind of weird, but. So it all it all has a point, I promise. <laughs> all of these things represent something that we'll get to. Um, it just may seem weird at this point. And he's just asking him these questions from this point of view, because this is all the guy he's telling knows about the story. And he's just kind of gauging, like, if you were this guy, what, what would you think he would react? How he would react? So he's walking towards the back of the cave. And the person at first would show these people walking with the objects... And would say, hey, do you know what that is? Uh, I guess a part I missed in the story is that to entertain themselves, the people would just give names to the shadows. And yeah. just kind of, uh, they would like to just kind of guess like, oh, we've seen that before. It's this. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. Or like, I know which one's coming next. And then <laughs> see which one it is. You know, what else are you going to do? man? So if he showed him the objects that were making these and said, can you name these? The guy, I mean, when I was thinking about this in my head, he might be able to figure some of them out. But as you know, the shadows cast by objects don't always look like the object, depending on the angle it is. So for the most part, he'd probably be very confused as to like what these even are and what are these people <laughs> and what is going on um and then um he would the the guard i'll call him will then have him like look at the light and try and explain you know that it's casting like a shadow and when the guy the prisoner turns to look at the light it's gonna hurt his eyes because he's not accustomed to anybody knows if you're my favorite example is just coming out of a movie theater if you go see it during the day that's like the worst because you come out and you can't see anything and it hurts your eyes and the trippiest for me side note is and this happened to me the other day because i was hiking all day so you're outside on a really sunny day and then you come inside and everything's dim oh yeah like it's dimmer that's the weirdest thing to me man <laughs> it's like i can't see anything it's like i dude, yeah where's oh i just bumped into a chair <laughs> So as he would look at the light, he would probably flinch and turn away because it's probably hurting his eyes like crazy. And he was just 
he's probably just like, I just want to go back to my shadows, man. Like, I knew what they were. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm comfortable with this. Can I just go back? <laughs> so the guard... Watch the Simpsons, that's what we called it. <laughs> the guard says, I got a better idea. I'm going to drag you outside. <laughs> so he drags him up the slope, out of the cave, into the sunlight. And at this point, the guy is probably thinking, this guy is a maniac and he's just trying to kill me. This The sun is burning. He doesn't even know what the sun is, but it's burning my eyes. It's burning my skin. I don't like it. So <laughs> I would assume that's what he would be like. I can't think of any other reaction to have. If it would that, probably hurt, honestly, yeah. he'd probably be blinded for a few minutes. I would imagine. Just and that is a point the, like, that, like Plato mentions a lot in here. Dizzy. He'd probably yeah. get dizzy and kind of like stumble. Like he probably got pain, like just from seeing the light at the back of the cave. But going from that to outside, yeah, like that would suck. It, it could so honestly much. maybe even cause your ears to ring or something because you're just so discombobulated. Maybe. So very uncomfortable and likely painful. So as he does this, as over time, he will slowly adjust to the light. And it kind of walks through like the progression. Like he would probably be eyes completely away from the sky looking straight down. And from there, he would probably see shadows of like himself, maybe of the other guy, maybe some animals, trees. And he's familiar with shadows, so he's kind of like, okay, all right. And then he might see, walk over to a body of water and see like a reflection of things behind him. It's not as intense as actually looking at it. Eventually, he would work his way up to looking around. And even further, eventually, will look into the sky to see what was causing him so much pain. Um, hmm. So he has now been, he now sees reality uh, for what it is. Um. So then Plato starts to kind of ask questions of his friend, like, about this guy. So he goes back and he tells, like, a kind of a story of, like, the people, the prisoners down in the cave, what they would do since they were so bored. Like I said, they would name the shadows <laughs> and they would kind of predict in the order that they came in. And... Um, what they started to do is they would give each other like praise or prizes. I don't know how that would work or great honor for whoever <laughs> could guess. I just found <laughs> <laughs> whoever could guess the most shadows in in a row or predict it most accurately. And then he asked this guy that has now been out of the cave outside sees the whole world. Would he be envious of those prisoners being awarded? Guessing the most shadows in a row. Say that one more time. So, these prisoners, a game they used to play, would see who could guess the most shadows in a row, for example. Right. And they right. would say, okay. wow, you are the best, you are the greatest. And they'd get a prize. Good job. Uh -huh. And they would get a prize and praise and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, it was just now that the guy play, is out of the cave, do you think he would feel envious of one of those prisoners down there that had won that award and oh, he did I not. Mm, no, pro I mean, well, no. it depends what the reward is. I don't know. It depends. The, the reward, reward is, is just, just like, good job. And there's a whole underground track down here. Okay. I'd be like, okay. No, that <laughs> no, did not exist in the reality. <laughs> it's just basically I'm, a pad on the like, back. Here's the fastest <laughs> horse and here's a, tr here's a track that you can go run on. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, maybe he'd be like, well, that was a lot more fun than this sun thing. No, I'm just kidding. I get what you're saying. Yeah, he'd be like, yes. 
Right. You'd be so like, he, there's so much out here. You'd be seeing trees more, way more stoked than being in a cave collecting pebbles from his friends or whatever. Yeah. Like he, this would be, he wouldn't give a damn about that stuff anymore because he has come into the real world. He sees reality as found truth. And most likely he would not want to go back at all, ever. He's just like, no, like I'm good here. And he would probably put up a huge fight if somebody tried to. If the guard was like, all right, we're going back now, right? He's just like, nope, I'm not, nope. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, no, you just showed me this, and I like yeah. it. Why would, why would I want to go back? <laughs> all right, so then another question he asks, like, do you think, like, this guy would feel bad for the prisoners down there? Like, I assume they were on good terms, you know? <laughs> they were buddies. Yeah, I mean, they kept each other, like, entertained, so they kind of, like, kept each other sane in a way. Um, yeah i mean i well and yeah and even if he didn't even if it wasn't the case he'd probably still like think oh i want someone to, to accompany me while i experience all this you know yeah so yeah. um yeah he'd probably yeah. want want to share it with them and these aren't when he's asking these these are just kind of like they're not supposed to be trick questions they're just like you know and it follows that you know he would be sad right but he's you know it's, it's like a rhetorical question almost um So then let's do another scenario. The guy decides that he's going to go back down and share what he's discovered with his his buddies down there. Now, fun fun part about this, like you said in your story, when you go from bright light back into the darkness, you can't see anything. Like it it's it's very abrupt going from darkness to light, and it's a very abrupt going from light to dark. I would argue that it's a little easier and less painful to go from light to dark. But um, he, he goes down and he sits with them. Now, he can't even see the shadows anymore. It's just he can't. It's too dark and he's been exposed to the light too long. So it says, you know, it's likely that, you know, these people would ridicule him and make fun of him because, one, he can't pick any shadows out. He can't name them. He doesn't even know what order they're going in anymore. What an idiot, right? And he lost his sight because he went out of the cave. What an idiot, you know? So they would ridicule him and mock him. Um, But he would try desperately to be like, no, no, like, listen, listen, you know. (laughs) Try to explain to them that it's better. Um, And they're like, dude, you lost your sight. Like, no, there's no way it's good. Um, And then he takes it a step further. Like, there's no way that he could convince them to leave. It could be very difficult for him to do. And that he even took it further and said, like, if he tried to carry one of them out, like, if they had the power to and overpower him, they'd probably just kill him and be done with him. Um, I think that was just kind of a a jab at, um, like, the Greek people that had executed his uh, mentor Socrates, right? Yes, Socrates. Aristotle was after them. Uh, but yeah so that's the allegory of the cave wait so at the end does he bring them out into the light or what or do they just leave it hanging i can't remember he just leaves it hanging he's just saying like there's there's no way he would be able to get them to come out um they would make fun of him and then yeah that's done with his because it wasn't supposed to be a story it was just kind of supposed to be an allegory that yeah it was commentary on society society so now we can uh, i guess briefly discuss you know what what was he trying to say uh in this example and i'll kind of give what i kind of got from this and then you can give your thoughts on it too and it's just like 
the cave and leaving it kind of represents um, thinking, logic, knowledge, that sort of thing. Um, they basically had none of it when they were initial prisoners. Like they saw shadows, they perceived what they had knowledge. They, it was just it, it was not really. It reality. was very limited, and it yeah, and yeah. it didn't represent reality. But limited, in their heads. Yeah. They were smart, right? Especially the ones that could name the most shadows and predict them the best. They were the smartest. But it wasn't reality. But they didn't know that. So the prisoner that gets to experience that, who, despite the pain that it caused him, um, was able to find out what reality actually was and to find truth and to find knowledge. And... um, he didn't want to go back once he realized that, um, once he got out of the cave. And so basically the shadows in this story, to me, kind of represent like the silly things that society chases after, like money, uh, power, uh, pleasure, uh, watching sports, you know, playing games, like all that stuff. Uh doesn't do anything why are they just chasing after this stuff when there's all of this outside of the cave that we can have that we can learn and all that stuff um i also kind of think the shadows can kind of represent um and this is kind of more my commentary on like our society now is that like people a lot of people's um opinions and stuff that they get from certain sources are not the truth and we see that with like the issues we have with like the media and censorship but they're completely okay with it um they're Mm -hmm. just like yeah that's that's fine that's true they said it's true yeah and the people that kind of try to explain to them that like no it's wrong like they're putting out like lies and stuff then what we do nowadays, we ridicule those people by label them, labeling them conspiracy theorists or something like that. Like we have all these labels now that we can just throw at the people that try to further knowledge, find truth, find reality. That's how we deal with them. Um, much like when he tries to explain to them that they need to leave the cave. That's how they handle yeah. it. Yeah. Go ahead. You had something. Oh, no. Oh. No, I was just that. I was like agreeing okay. with you. Continue. <laughs> um, and then, like, I, I have some notes. Like, it, it's like it, it's easy to to watch the shadows and live in that world. And I, it's almost like the blue pill in the Matrix too. It's just I'm fine with this. I you have you you have to put no effort into it, and you fit in with everybody in society. So why bother? Um, that's kind of the mindset of a lot of people. And I do kind of uh, uh, something, this may not be true, this is just me speculating, but it, it seems to be some people get really mad when you question when you question the shadows, basically. When you say, you know, that's not actually what you said it was. It's actually this, this object that's back here that I've seen. It's this. They get 
really mad about it and i i kind of find that you get an allegory that you said does he say that that no this is me or you're just saying okay sorry sorry i'm just saying this this is lee's philosophy that that'll go down in in books yeah i think i'm long story short this conversation (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm I'm, I'm sorry man i'm just no, no 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 i'm sorry keep going keep going that um it, it's my i think there's a correlation between how much somebody actually knows about an opinion or a topic or how little they know and how angry they get when you try and talk to them or disagree with them about it i don't know what your thoughts are just in my experience so, no, I got, yeah so i, I mean I, i've got commentary on what you're saying so like a decent amount so i mean for starters because because um I, I agree to an extent what you're saying where, when when you said that um, if people find out what the real object is, they kind of get offended because they don't because it's not what they thought it was or something. I think that's only with certain things. And then uh, what I find, you know what I mean? Um, things that are hot hot button t- issues, you know, um, whether it's you know people spreading lies, nobody wants that. So you know if if someone's trying to spread lies, you know people tend to shut that down or try to I think and then. You know, obviously racism, stuff like this, you know, if it's hot, hot button issues, that's when I think people really, you know, get um, the moat. I don't know. And I, I think there's a difference you, between angry and passionate. I don't think normally people get, okay, yeah, there you go. There you go. I was just going to say, I don't think people tend to get angry if they see the real object, like uh, for a lot of stuff, actually. I don't know. I'm just saying, so that that's a slightly different. This is like the person refuses to even... Like, yeah, some people will get, you know, you do get upset when, and it, it sucks when you find out you were wrong. But this is bef- this is even before that. This is when you suggest to them that they might oh, be wrong. I see, I see. They, they've looked okay. at the shadow and you're trying to explain to them that right. a different object is making the shadow. They're not able to see the shadow yet or the object yet. Um, you're trying to show them that, but it, that's when you're met with the anger. Right, and and I'll I'll kind of actually double down. So in that in, instance, I would say, yeah, you know, people especially I think would get angry if if it's something like again like lies. So like, you know, if you you know they they think you're lying basically if you're saying, oh dude, this uh this shadow there's something else making this. This isn't the like, you know this this is derived from something. They might be like, no, this is it. Like this is all we've ever known. I don't want to change it. You know, you have to kind of nudges you out of your comfort zone when someone says that so yeah. i understand but i think sometimes people are just like okay they'll, they'll brush it off and just continue and they'll maybe ignore you, what you're saying but uh other than that they'll um yeah i think they do tend to get offended with some things but like for instance with you know if you try to say no the other side of things like what i've noticed lately i'm stumbling over my words man i can't i can't tell it <laughs> i don't know what exactly what i'm trying to say but as an example you know like conspiracy that word has um started i feel like to pop up a lot lately as as far as like in in just normal headlines every day now i feel like i've been seeing it a lot and i think the the thing is what's interesting with the allegory is if you can figure out which things do upset people i mean here's the thing there's it's probably the same group of people making the shadows for those prisoners right i mean and even if it's different people there's probably someone orchestrating telling them what to show them and it even proves it you said you know and this is a part i forgot about that story but um they they notice some things and they try to guess patterns. So what I'm trying to say is there's obviously someone who's like, okay, just show them these shapes. Right. And that's all they, they're choosing what they know and like yeah. how much information they get. 
Right. And to the to the other person, they they're since they're playing these games, they think like, oh, so and so knows a lot. So and so knows a lot. And then the, and then who's to say like then whoever's controlling the figures, they choose a new object that they've never seen. So it's like you can, it's, it's the idea. I feel like it, a lot of this is the idea of like controlling the narrative. You know, media, kind of spoon uh, spoon feeding you people and. That's kind of what I get out of it a lot. Yeah, of it. I don't know. yeah. <laughs> that flows nicely into it. I do like them. Um, I mean, that's the thing. It's like the shapes, you know, they're guessing and they're they're on their own merits, you know, smart. And one one out of the group is probably, you know, the most intelligent. But it's but the, yeah, and it's and, all and it's like all subjective. Yeah, that don't really matter. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's a, yeah, it's subjective stuff. Yeah, it's a good point. Like that they're focused on, and when they find the actual objective, it's like you know now now they it's almost like the idea of i don't know the like the forbidden fruit you know now they know too much and uh i I don't know what's interesting is i think some people even i think a lot of people know maybe maybe i'm wrong but i think a lot of people know they know the story they know this allegory and they understand it and everything and they but they want to like be in the cave right yeah even though they know there's i don't know yeah. Even, though that, even though you could say that there's something else and i mean i guess it flows well into the back into the story or the meta allegory but and that's it's just weird i don't know it's yeah so this comes into like kind of my next point um that i wrote down is just like the guy that leaves the cave once you see the truth and you find knowledge and you've you've reasoned your way to things like you never want to go back so like in your scenario where you're saying like some people are fine with it i don't think those those it's almost I like those those, those are the fine with it though like they know that there's an outside of the cave and they're just like i don't really want that right so that's my thing they, they know there's an outside of the cave and they've seen the objects but they refuse to leave the cave so the, they haven't actually Which... tasted of that that knowledge and that reality but they don't want to either but like at, at the same yeah and i get that and and here's the here's what's weird about it is like that same mindset of saying i know that it might be good or that it feels good or something and um i choose not to do it because i because this is a safer idea like the thing is that same logic does flow like not flow well but that same um logic is like a defensive mechanism for for instance if someone offers you drugs it's like okay you know that it would feel good but I'm not going to do it because I know it's worse for me. So I think some people think that about outside of the cave. It's like it's on a it's a defense mode with a um, sort of good intentions. Yeah. But you have to convince them. Okay, if you know it's out there, was it's something good? I've seen it and it's not harmful. That's the thing I think is is it is a good defensive mindset. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean that logic works in some scenarios, but as far as like. Um, is it safer to go out of the cave or not? I, I think that's even that's kind of subjective. You could argue that's the problem. Oh no, you know? it is. Yes. And that's, and I think from your like defensive point, like the people that saw the guy come back from outside and get absolutely ridiculed and mocked by everybody else is going to be like, well, I kind of wanted to go out of the cave, but not if everybody's going to, treat me like this you know and then they just sit oh, safe. That's another, yeah like group group mentality is yeah. like if even if one of the per- people is thinking oh I, I do kind of want to check it out but if the whole group before he says something is says 
Yeah. Oh, we shouldn't do it. It's a bad idea. Then you'd be more swayed to, to think the same, you know, like group assimilation, I guess. Yeah. And then, all right. And then, like, my, my final kind of discussion point is um, just... Um, You had mentioned something earlier, just like taking somebody with you outside of the cave would be better. And uh, depends he didn't. Who, depends. Right. That's so whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying if yeah, you're I, okay, yeah. somebody that wants to learn, seek the truth, reason, logic, it's great to have somebody that's on it's the same safer, page. That, it's more efficient. Yeah. That somebody that you can talk your ideas out with. Um, and right. learn together doing it yourself like can have benefits but you can get you know led astray in your own ideas too um, it's nice to have a check against you um, to to discuss and think so I put like it, it's good to have somebody else that's on the same page that you can talk and reason your, your way with that's not obsessed with uh, what shape the shadows look like you know um, and I have a couple friends like that. Someone who uh, seeks kind of like tr- truth. Yeah, and reality. it's just seeking the same thing as you. You don't have to agree on everything. That's the that's the beauty of it, and that's was how Plato you. Was the one that was really big on truth? Like you would always question truth, or was that one of the other guys? I don't remember, but anyway. uh, that sounds right. I'm pretty sure because yeah, I, I think that's a. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Just, it's one of the three. That that's how we if we really want to grow like as a society like we had talked about on a previous episode it's just open discussion of ideas and it's and it all comes from the mindset of trying to express your point trying to understand somebody else's point like that's kind of what outside the cave is is doing that um but some people don't want to engage in that and that's i'm not saying everybody has to but um and like Plato's whole reason for telling the story, it's in his book Republic. That's kind of describing his ideal form of government, um, if he was in charge. And he's saying like, we can't have the people that are still chasing the shadows be in charge. Like we have to have people that have left the cave, have thought, have reasoned, and don't care about money they don't care about power they don't care about that they just care about truth and that that's the kind of people you want in charge and that's kind of what he argues because he was uh he was he does not like democracy like direct democracy he is he the one who came up with the idea of mob rule yeah and i think he's just uh yeah. yeah and it's he basically thought the general voting population is too dumb and uneducated to to effectively make decisions for a country and it's that's kind of brutally honest but that's what he thought well what's interesting though is taking what you just said i mean i feel like you know the dumb in plato's words and i'm 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 paraphrasing his ideas obviously i don't want to misrepresent the dude but he won't get mad it seems to me that plato is you know calling if he's calling general population kind of like idiots I, i think the prisoners would be them right Right. Is that correct? Yeah, that's okay, that's the, the whole point of this. Prisoners, yeah. when you read the book, it, it's almost as if they were forced to be like that. That's what's crazy, I think, because I don't know. You've read it more. I mean, I didn't even know we were going to talk about this today. This is yeah. all off the cuff. But when when uh, with that story, I don't know. Since you just read it, 
is it that they just kind of were born into that cave, right? Yeah, it that's all they, they knew. Their they whole existence was being exactly. that so, cave. They're idiots, but it's because they're being suppressed just collectively, you know? Right. And I don't think he was... Well, I think his main criticisms would be, like, I he wouldn't understand that, but, like, he doesn't... He's trying to get people out of the cave, and they refuse. That's his struggle, you know? That That's what he has issue with. It wasn't, like... Well, and what's, what's crazy is even... Um... I mean, I've been saying this forever, and honestly, now, whatever, I don't want to say I was the first to say it, because I got the idea from a professor in college, but anyways, I've been hearing it on, on shows lately, is, um, like, the only reason that the dollar has value is because people have faith in it, you know what I mean? Yep. So, it's kind of the idea, you know, people in the cave are content with um, the shadows, because it's almost like they have faith that it's just, this is how life is, and they just have faith in what's been happening because it's just shown that, you know, okay, time goes on, we grow old. I don't know if they ever saw that in the story, but, oh, yeah, you know, they knew people that were here for years and years, and now they've grown old and passed away, and they would end up seeing a cycle. You know what I mean? Right. And, I mean, that's kind of relevant even just with today. You know, you can predict who's going to be a celebrity. You can predict, like, what car is going to be the fastest next year on the on whatever Nuremberg track or whatever. You know, I think that's what it is. I don't know. But you get what I'm saying? Like, um Every, I think the there's interests that everyone has where they have been free thinking and kind of seen the light and created things such as cars or whatever you want to call it, what you were saying, material goods. All that stuff does, I feel like, come from the light that they have seen, but then it causes just people to, I don't know, culture to grow around certain things. And then there's fans that, um, you know, that becomes their cave is whatever... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, something, it yeah, could yeah. be anything. It could be anything, really. It's like video games, you know? I'm, it's, you know, I'm guilty of it. Everyone is, you know? Um, yeah, and it's a, like, it, it's, com- it's, it's complex. Um, and I, yeah. I, I, I think, yeah. Plato is, know, it, it Plato is, is a very, he, like, he pursued this. Like, he thinks this is the only thing you should pursue. And um, I, I won't say he's wrong, and I won't say he's right either. Um, but I, just, I, I, way, I just don't like, know. Like, what? See, so the thing is, like, definite truth, like, definitive truth. Like, I mean, if, you know, what I mean, what, the, what does that even mean? But, and I don't know where his stance was on truth. Like, can it be found? Um, I've kind of just more taken away, at least, and maybe this is just kind of my thoughts on it, is that, yes, it's it's good to pursue those things, um, but it's a lifetime pursuit. Like, it never ends. I think when mm. you think you've got something figured out, I, I think that's your first you step thinking? backwards. Because um, uh. then you're just like, yep, I figured it out. That's it. The end. But in reality, it's you should always be... Uh, and I even Descartes mentioned this, like you should never hold something you cannot see and confirm for yourself. You can't hold with absolute certainty. Uh, you just can't. And that's just being intellectually honest and in that um, it's good to you can hold. It's not saying like don't hold any opinions until you can 100 percent right, prove it. Right. It's hold your opinions, but always have that set aside, that room set aside that you could be wrong. Um, and that's just. That's just a healthy mentality to have. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that's that's the allegory of the cave. Um, yeah, I think 
we could bring this up again later and apply so many different layers to this cave story with our society nowadays like a lot of levels like he just made it just to make a point that says people don't care about finding truth and knowledge they just want to sit in the cave that's all he wanted to to say but i think there's a lot more to it that we can expand on yeah because like the one dude got thrown into it and he probably would have been the same kind of mindset like i don't want to um go out in the sunlight until he got thrown out you know what i'm saying like it was almost a guard had to force him and then once he was forced through it then he thought to himself wow this is better than before and then you know what i'm saying and then that's how we got to the point of even discussing with the other people hey this is what's going on um he, he had to be kind of forced into it and kind of thrown it out of his comfort zone in a way yeah you can I almost it's also, say it's a commentary to say like you should try to yeah i mean along with truth comes discomfort i guess but what's up yeah that's true and i was gonna say like and if you take like today it's like we might have friends or family members or people we look up to that are willing to drag us out of the cave um but also like but for the most part we don't have that person to drag us out of the cave that's what makes it even more frustrating and difficult like this day and age i mean you could argue like last week we saw people kind of getting dragged out to caves hey throw all your money at gamestop this is something i mean so yeah it's a flicker of hope it It just takes people's like action collectively you know it it, it takes like the action of a feud and then they have to grow so and one other quick point like i know you were talking just kind of some of the conversations you had with one of your friends just kind of like he's not i don't know how to describe it but like he's got his ideas but he's not willing to budge on them kind of sort but of i'm the same way so i can't you know that's and that's sometimes that's good. with some things with some things with a few things <laughs> that's <laughs> that's another good being honest with yourself too and like i had mentioned earlier about getting mad when people challenge your ideas like i i will admit that sometimes if i'm arguing a point or uh something that i really don't fully understand and somebody like catches on to that or or asks things that i don't have an answer for i tend to get frustrated versus being like oh you know uh i don't know what i'm talking about because it's hard to do and then nobody likes to do that and so just being honest there um but my point is like the people that don't want to leave the cave you just be patient with them like it take it takes a special kind of person too that has that kind of patience to slowly be like challenge things and slowly bring in like your thoughts and stuff without them you know going nuts on you um and I think that's yeah. If you're trying to bring them out of the cave, you, you got to do it. You, you can't just brute force it. There's there's a, an approach you have to take. Yeah, and that's why it's good, you know, to. I don't know. I don't like people that like destroy friendships over disagreements about things. Like you know, like take the time and talk it out with that with each other. I mean, that's 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 key. But yeah, you can't drag somebody by force out of the cave um it's just better to let them want to walk out <laughs> but again nobody wants to it's not comfortable it's not fun you know that kind of thing well i, I think what gets me really frustrated is going back to my uh, you know, this is extrapolation but um you know this is max's philosophy but i think and it goes both ways is obviously the people in the cave the more that are willing to sit in the cave 
the more that are likely to stay in the cave. And then the more that are willing to go out of the cave, the more people will start going out of the cave. You get what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it, it kind of, and it's circle, which is kind of ironic because I don't know. It's kind of ironic. It, it almost consumes itself. Like now people are starting to follow you out going off what I'm saying. And I don't know that, that Plato was necessarily saying this, but to me, it's like, okay, the more people are, that are in one location and, and are voicing, let's just do this and stay here, the more people will be compelled to do that. So yeah. it's like little by little, you can imagine the guy who was out of cave, like maybe got, got a couple people to come with him and then more and more grew. But what's funny is like some people would probably start going out just because other people are going out and like they're not, it, I don't know, it's almost like you're back at square one. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Like they they only knew the cave because I was like given to them and someone else was like, hey, I'm giving you this this fact that there's like outside knowledge and it's good and then they do it because someone else said it was good do you get what i'm saying it's almost like yeah but it, it turns out it actually maybe I'm was thinking good way too much maybe i'm thinking way too much into it but i don't know if that made sense yeah it but yeah there, there's there's a, a lot to unpack there uh but we'll save it for another time i don't want to take up the whole time but that's i did that today that was entertaining um I like philosophy. I'll try to do a little more of it if you guys like it. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think this is fun. Man. There's some really funny ones too. But uh, we'll now transition over Max, who's uh, got some stuff to talk about. Oh, no, dude. Honestly, I mean, we've been going for a while. We could honestly end it. I just had some things, some facts of the day. No, you just throw some stuff out. That's fine. All right, I'll just throw some stuff out. Okay. Well, for starters. Um, Don't buy silver. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not getting it. Oh. We are not financial advisors. <laughs> I, I don't even. I really don't even know what's going on with that one. But um, no, I was going to say fun fact of the day. If you get uh, what's it called when you are on a ship, a lot of pirates used to get it. Uh, scurvy. Yeah, if you get scurvy, fun fact, your scars on your body will will just start to open up. And Ooh. on top of that, if you had broken a bone before, it'll re-break, and that's what? because your body. Yeah, dude, isn't that weird? It's because your body is still, I guess, whatever nutrients it needs. It, you don't make any, your body's not making collagen, which is, I guess, glue sort of thing that your body makes up. And so, um, it, it, uh, so this is what I find really interesting is like scars are a, scars are a constant building process, basically, is what that tells me. Oh. Because cause it's like constantly feeding it new collagen to like seal it up. And so when you have scurvy, your body runs out of the ability to produce that. So it just, opens up and you're and you're same with your bones will just crack back up you know nuts oh <laughs> i know i thought that was really weird uh so fun fact of the day you could bring that to the ta- dinner table or whatever pillow talk i don't know but um so <laughs> <laughs> hey babe you know that broken leg <laughs> you had scurvy <laughs> um anyways no but but in other news i read a lot about china going on um they're this year in July, they're celebrating their hundredth year of communism. I guess the Communist Party, um, and yeah. they're probably gonna. Yeah, it was interesting. There was just it didn't go into too much detail, but you know, during this uh, celebration time, this this article was saying basically that uh, the narrative that they have going on at this festival will possibly confront the the bad things like the ills of communism that happened. Pretty much, I guess it was probably the seventies and eighties with like probably even more than that. I don't know, but. 70s and yeah. 80s like with Mao and all that stuff um they may acknowledge it it was saying something about like there's new educational uh or you know cctv out there you basically have to like 
you know, it's basically like facing east at noon or whatever. I, I'm, yeah, I, I don't mean to offend, but it's like turned into a ritual out there, basically, where CCTV comes on, you basically have to watch it. So um, they have these like blurbs that kind of explain, like, if someone asks you this about China, what should you say? And then they have like quote experts like answer it for you, right? So there's there's like been kind of these like uh, tele ed, tele what are those called? The tele education things um, going on out there at CCTV where they'll kind of say like, hey, if Mao, if someone confronts you about Mao, what would you say? And like they give you an answer like, oh, blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? It kind of just scrapes the surface. It's a very like political answer, mm-hmm. which is interesting because. I wonder how long they've been doing that because when my buddy was out here, I don't know if I brought this up before. He's, he's from, I think, Shanghai. And, yeah. And I asked him about Mao. And I was like, wow, like what, do you, uh, what do you think about Mao? He's like, oh, he's a good guy. I was like, I was like, yeah, I heard he like, I was like, honestly, like, I'm not trying to defend him. I told him, I was like, I'm just trying to, you know, get more information. Like, I was like, out here we're taught basically that he burned books and like was like not a good leader and starved a bunch of people. And he was like, no, like, uh, he was a good guy. We don't, we don't hear about that. I was like, okay. Anyways, I digress. Just, I don't know, you know, um, but anyway, you can say the same about us with our leaders, you know, some horrible leaders out there that we regard as heroes. But, um, so anyway, some other stuff about China, um, the belt and road initiative, you know, has been going on and it's 6 trillion. So what's interesting is like out of all of the developed countries, China is the only one in 2021 that saw any growth. Like it was around 7%, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But, um, you know, so they were able to, I guess, pump $6 trillion into the Belt and Road Initiative, which kind of is also involved in their geopolitical dominance in the South Sea, which is, gets very, it's very touchy subject, I think, for a lot of, you know, countries. Um, anyways, basically what they're saying is like they've been growing, but then what's crazy is that, um, and dude, I don't know if I said this in an episode a long time ago. I mentioned that I thought that, like, I was like, oh, what if it's, like, with the, I'm just saying, like, this is just a callback. I'm not saying this is the case. But I, was, I think in an episode a long time ago, I was like, oh, when, when COVID first came out, I was like, what if this is, like, a whole thing where, like, the Western culture is united to, like, kind of halt China's growth? Because, and this article mentions this. It was just interesting because basically what's going on is, like, China with the Belt and Road Initiative is giving a lot of loans out to um, for like African countries, Middle Eastern countries, right? And they're basically allowing jobs, you know, building jobs out there for them to have infrastructure. So they're providing jobs, they're providing, um, you know, lots of lots of need for for African countries. And in fact, I think China has a they have like man, they're they're like really involved. They have good relationships with like the with like African countries, man. It's um, a good move on their part. Well, no, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just good. Honestly, all, you know, it just depends if their, you know, motives are good. But um, basically, you know, there, and there was an article too that I read where with, I'm trying to find the article real quick if I can see. Um, Well, you know, this like the China-Africa cooperation, like the FOCAC, you know, they're giving a bunch of aid to um, like places like Ghana and whatnot. So anyways, they're providing jobs and infrastructure for these countries, right? And it's kind of like the idea of, in a way, China's kind of doing what to them what we had done to China a long time ago, which has now allowed them to blossom and grow. You know, it's like go find a country that you can do trade with, give them jobs, but then like basically like uh, ex- uh, exploit them for whatever their cheap labor, something like that. So China's now kind of doing that to other countries, right? So um, in that same kind of story. Um, due to the coronavirus, like, 
And this is what I was saying back back in the days, like, what if it's all conspiracy to halt all their loans, basically the payments, right? So, and this article is talking about how uh, Chinese their their credit or their is it like their loaning or their credit loan. Uh, like bad loans, basically. They like they like they get. I think countries get ratings, right? Like how good their loans are, and so China has, you know, they may possibly like get on a lower rung of like uh, loan approvals, like countrywide is what I'm trying to say. Where if like you know if someone says like, oh, we got a loan from China, like back before all this COVID stuff happened, like you could be like, oh, that's a good loan because it's coming from China. But now that they're like they're starting to see like debt pile up on their end, you know what I mean? And there, it's uh, it's like affecting the younger generation a lot, but that's not to say that they're like totally screwed because they're the only country that grew, right? Um, and and a lot of people are saying like the Belt and Road will be more important for them to like rapidly build due to like uh, vaccine distribution because it's obviously going to touch a bunch of countries when when the Belt and Road is complete. So it's just interesting because they're seeing debt pile up. It's almost like a new like a new America in a way. Like uh, now they're starting to get debt because they're they have to outsource stuff. Anyways, uh, that's basically, I thought, the most interesting thing that I was reading. Um, yeah, know. China's just... Oh, a up? random comment on, like, that's, like, because I was reading um, Wealth of Nations, and it was talking kind of about, like, where, where uh, civilizations develop the most and the quickest, and it's um, basically anything connected to waterways at least back in the yeah, day because yeah, that was yeah, the fastest right. way to travel well, no, in africa they should yeah africa, yeah so africa's got some like decently wealthy coastal nations but they have no like internal waterways and that's basically oh. caused that's why they're so far behind um dude then. i think they're so far behind because they've just been getting screwed bro like by countries and that too. And I then, don't know. That's but I, I think once, if China can... Right. So now that we have, you know, trains, highways, that kind of stuff, if they get that infrastructure from China in there, they should take off uh, development-wise. Which is not to say that they don't have that already, but like... Because, I mean, I know there are parts of Africa that are highly developed, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. But, I, in, but as a whole, they have a lot of work to be done. And so that's what a lot of these countries were saying is like, um, you know, America hasn't really given us much because I guess America was trying to plead with them. Like, yeah, you shouldn't take these loans as China. And like, we don't really like them, you know, do, doing business with you basically. And they basically said like, gave them the middle finger. They're like, dude, they're giving us like, we're seeing results. Like they're giving us 5g stat, like towers. They're giving us all these roads, you know, like, um, and, and in the same time it's creating jobs for us. So, like we're seeing results from China is basically what's going on. And so, you know, that's a good thing. But then the thing is like, then people start thinking like, well, oh, they're communists. So what are their intentions? Who knows? But there was an article in here from, uh, I don't know who he is. He's like, a, let's see here. I don't know who this guy is. It's just like a journalist that wrote something. I don't know if he's a journalist or what he is. But anyways, it, he, he's basically, I think this dude's from Hong Kong. And uh, he he's wrote about how like this you know the pandemic of 2020 basically was uh, came at the perfect time for the Chinese Communist Party to act on for them to act on certain initiatives is what he was kind of saying. Um, and it's basically like for for he's saying for 
you know, new national security law, NSL in Hong Kong, uh, it kind of got rid of the one country, two systems uh, protection from Britain. Um, on top of that, I guess he's talking about how, you know, the new laws showed that the Communist Party can, you know, if I'm quoting him right here, it says it also showed that the CCP will stop at nothing to enforce its coercive control over every corner of its territory. So this is what I'm saying. Like when they're giving these loans out, it could be seen as like this is uh, land grab. It could turn into a land grab. Like, oh, well, now you're so far in debt, you owe us pieces of your land. Now we get your ports, stuff like that. You know, it's just a game of risk. So uh, it says, you know, he's talking about like their civil liberties and human rights. It's just like not there, um, as we've discussed, you know, before with uh, the Uyghurs in Xinjiang. And then I know stuff, stuff, there's some stuff going on in Tibet, too. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He's just talking about he, he mentions the giant debt crisis that's looming. So, oh, and also it's worth noting last year when they grew consumer uh the consumer level didn't grow like as in you know gen- revenue wasn't being generated more as and like bought people weren't moving money as much on like the consumer level mm-hmm. in china so most of the growth was like from these giant loans and whatnot and other governmental moves but then like i think they saw a shrink in consumerism i want to say i uh, don't quote me on that interesting yeah mm-hmm. but i don't know just interesting stuff and that's basically all i wanted to mention some you know some things going on in china it's crazy things to think about maybe i mean i was trying to get sponsorship from china so you better take it easy there mister (laughs) i own one of those loans (laughs) i own i own a little bit of chinese stock i'm not gonna lie but not i dude i'm like not a lot at all but like they're like just a few shares literally um but they grew lately uh lately so so you'll be retiring soon I literally have like three shares of this. Dude. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. It's volatile still, I think, in China because yeah. geopolitically, it's just there's a lot going on, you know. Oh. Well, we're going to land the plane. Yep. Um, we are <laughs> working our way through all the Marvel movies, so we're on Guardians of the Galaxy right now. So I've got to go finish that. But yeah, that's all I got. Leave us your comments, dybpodcast at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter or Facebook or Minds. We're on there. I do post it on there, too. So check it out. Until until Friday. Wait, Friday? We're doing... Next the episode, gr- I think we're doing The Great Reset and the yeah. Davin... Ooh. Is it called a Davin... Uh, oh, crap. Davin what is it called? Davos. Yeah, the Davos. Davos. Maybe. There you go. Yeah. So we'll be uh, diving into that. We'll see you then. Adios.